Hello everyone, welcome to You Talk with David and Eka Lawrence. And if you have been following my podcast, you know that today we will be talking about the landscape of youth development in Papua New Guinea. And joining me in this segment are my colleagues um, who have been involved heavily in youth work. And our guest uh, panelist tonight, uh, in this segment uh, is Miss Nancy Ilambi. Nancy um, graduated from the University of Papua New Guinea with a Bachelor of Arts, majoring in political science and a public policy minor. And Mrs. Dorcas Millen um, graduated from the University of Auckland in New Zealand with a master's in youth development. And here joining me talking about the landscape of youth development in Papua New Guinea. Um, thank you so much for joining me, Tupla. Um, the first question I'd like to ask is to define youth in PNG's context. How do we define youth or what are the specific age group? Um, the age group um, in Papua New Guinea. Probably we should start with Nancy or Dorcas. I'll start with you, Dorcas. Um, uh, David, uh, I think in PNG it's not so much of uh, the biological age bracket. There are other things that uh, determine who young people are and who young people are not. Um, the rite of passage is one thing. Uh, that determines for PNG who young people are. In CIPIC, for example, uh, those who uh, have their backs uh, tattooed like a crocodile, they have gone through that initiation where they release them not so much into youth but into manhood quickly. Um, there's another context in PNG that defines young people those who don't transit smoothly into adulthood, those who are stuck somewhere. Those people are referred to as young people. Uh, but you, you will find that uh, the young people who have transited smoothly are in jobs, are making ends meet for themselves. They are not classified as young people. Very interesting coming from, you know, the real um, situation that is in our communities of how we define young people in Papua New Guinea. And I understand where DOCAS is coming from, um, especially with the cultural initiations that signify um, a boy from uh, transitioning into manhood. And there is no um, specific um, age category in the traditional context for youth. And that's where Dorcas is coming from. And also, um, from where I come from in Aroma in Central Province, um, the tattooing of um, young girls, it signifies them um, from, from maturing into womanhood, but not um, specifically categorizing them as young people or youth. Um, Nancy, your thoughts on youth definition in Papua New Guinea? Thank you, David. Uh, there are lots of uh, definitions um, around the world. Uh, for the UN, they've uh, defined youth uh, ages between 15 to 24 years old. Uh, in PNG context, uh, it varies. It's based on the social and uh, economic condition in PNG. And uh, we've uh, uh, youth uh, workers have uh, seen that based on that we've uh, categorized uh, the age young people as between uh, 
12 to 38 and that's uh, also according to um, the National Youth uh, Development Act. <laughs> Interesting um, how the youth definition um, is being um, categorized from the UN to the Commonwealth to PNG's context and very often you find older people um, rocking up to a youth meeting saying they are youth representatives <laughs> and <laughs> say that you know they are here for the youth and youth development and that really gets to see um, the issues around youth and I think Docas you might have a perspective of why the NYDA Act, the National Youth Development Authority Act 2014 um, defines youth to 38 instead of cutting it down to where the UN and Commonwealth um, cuts off the youth age mark. Uh, what we uh, actually what this uh, category is, it really embraces uh, the difficulties we face uh, uh, transiting. Uh, youth development is really, David, about youth transiting smoothly into adulthood, but uh, it has not been so for Papua New Guinea. There's been a lot of uh, issues, uh, the cultural issues, the financial issues that still entangle young people. I think this, this uh, age group that has come in is to embrace the challenges that young people face. So those who are caught in that smooth transition are captured in this 12 to 38. That's why we have this long age range and I think uh, we all should begin to appreciate that. But David, another thing I want to stress, um, uh, young people, because of how we see them, you see, um, labor laws will say that a 12-year-old, if you give them a task to do, they are a young person. But for us, in PNG context, that is the time they learn. That's the time they have to work it out for themselves and make that smooth transition. So uh, they begin to learn. Uh, for us, carrying a baby, their siblings, younger siblings, that's the place that they tra train. They don't train in uh, parks. They train where they are, jumping into rivers, swimming, taking their baby siblings for rides. These are for them the developmental stages, not so much of uh, going into parks and playing, you know, the plaything. No, we, for us, young people quickly move. Play is a very short period of time for young people. Mm. Yes, and quickly we'll move into the different categories of youth. Um, you know, in the huge um, the youth category, which is defined by the National Youth Development Authority um, Act 2014 as um, citizens between the ages of 12 to 38. What are the four um, sorry, <laughs> this is quickly getting into um, the definition, the cohorts. What are the different cohorts of youth in Papua New Guinea? Nancy. Um, thank you, David. Um, as youth workers, we've uh, uh, seen the broad age group in Papua New Guinea to be from 12 to 38. And so uh, we've decided that they should be categorized in uh, three cohorts. Okay, the first cohort is uh, capturing young people from 12 to 19 years old and uh, this group uh, special attention is uh, given to this group um, they're more to do with uh, educational opportunities disciplining their mind their body nourishing their uh, spirits uh, the second group is uh, 
20 to 29 years. The program is more to do with uh, training geared towards employability, ensuring that most of them attain uh, tertiary and college education, skills training, knowledge, skills transfer. Um, the third cohort is uh, 30 to 38 years. Uh, these are more less dependent um, on their parents. They have uh, and uh, all have uh, trained them in entrepreneurial and self-reliant. Uh, yeah, but those are the three um, cohorts. <laughs> yes, thanks, um, Nancy. I think Dorcas needs uh, wants to add on um, the youth categories. So you can even further uh, define it. Take the adolescent period, for instance. You have the preteens, you have the uh, teens, and then uh, the post-teens, and then uh, those in the early adult stages. So when you begin to categorize these um, um, age groups, it's easier for you to even uh, tailor programs to suit each of this, so there's need for these things. Need to know who is who, how they are developing, and you will also notice and realize that young people don't develop at the same speed. There are some 12 year olds that will look like a 16 year old, and you will say, Wow, how come? But that's how uh, the developmental stages are for young people. It's not the same. Some grow faster, some grow slower, but uh, we need to understand all these things so that youth development in the country we will progress well. Thank you, um, Dorcas. Now we will talk about the last and final point, that is, who is responsible for youth development in the country? Um, I think that's the second last point. Um, excuse me. That's the second last point um, before we look into concluding um, this segment. So quickly, who is responsible for youth development from your um, perspective? Okay, I believe that youth development is the responsibility of everyone. David, even drivers and uh, uh, bus crews are responsible for youth development. The other day, day I was uh, sitting in a bus and uh, the, the crew swore at a young boy because he was not able to pay everything that was required for a bus fare. And I'm thinking, oh, if only he knew that this young person's development is also in his hands, he will not be swearing. The billboards, they contribute to young person's development. So what are we putting up in terms of billboard? Everything that surrounds a young person, the young person's environment is responsible for that young person's development. That's a, that's a very interesting perspective there because for most people out there probably who are listening thinking that youth development is only for probably the National Youth Development Authority for those who know the NYD or probably the youth groups or the youth ministry in churches but everything connects to the development of young people in our country. Nancy, would you want to add on um, on that point? Thank you, David. Uh, I totally agree with uh, Dokas. Uh, youth development is the responsibility of everyone, uh, most importantly, uh, family, uh, churches, community, the education system. You can name uh, the whole list, but uh, youth development should be inclusive, uh, including all these uh, uh, important institutions. 
thank you and let's conclude with the final point that is the focus area of youth issues what are the focus uh, what do you think should be our development focus now for Papua New Guinea in terms of youth development so I'll start with Dorcas what do you think about the um, in Papua New Guinea the main issue for youth and why should we focus on this particular youth issue first before the rest of the development um, priorities follow? David, uh, institutions that have been responsible for youth development are like family, communities. Uh, these institutions have now like broken down and if there is a place to start youth development, it's about going to these places, these institutions, families need to be restored communities you know and we need to uh, go with programs that can do that first things first I go back to families where um, young people come out from I always say um, young people don't grow up in programs they grow up in families and they grow up in communities and that's a place where everything should start for every one of us in terms of youth development Thank you, Dorcas. And that reminds me, um, I think two days ago, a young person by the name of Frederick Joseph, I would just give a shout out to Frederick Joseph. Um, if you are listening, um, he posted that Papua New Guinea, in Papua New Guinea's constitution, the first pillar stipulates that we focus on integral human development. And so he, his commentaries were on um, PNG governments for the since independence has focused more on um, infrastructure development, but has forgotten the first pillar of the constitution, which is integral human development. And you just summed it up um, nicely in the while concluding, um, Nancy. <laughs> um, what do you think should we focus on for youth development first? Uh, I agree with what Dokas has said. Uh, family should be the main focus. Um, that's where every um, child, every young person comes out of. So uh, in the PNG society, uh, family, now there's a lot of uh, issues surrounding families. So uh, departments, organizations should uh, uh, have their focus on uh, restoring family institutions. Thank you so much, Nancy. And um, this sums up the Youth Talk for today. Join us next week. Sorry, join us next segment, uh, probably which is going to be on Friday. We will be talking about uh, youth programs underground. So if you have more, if you want to find out more information, you can reach Nancy Ilambi on her uh, LinkedIn page. That's Nancy Ilambi, spelled as I-L-A-M-B-I. And you can send an email to Mrs. Dockers Millen. That's D-I-G-A-Y, all in lowercase, 1806 at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And Miss Nancy Lambi um, is a graduate from University of Papua New Guinea, majoring in political science and public policy minor. And Mrs. Dokas Millen um, graduated from the University of Auckland with a master's in youth development. Thank you so much. Join me next time on You Talk with David Annika Lawrence. Emma.